What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. You know, this past week I was thinking about hair bands. You remember that from the 80s? A lot of it was awesome, a lot of it was awful. Some of it held up, most of it didn't, but admit it, whenever you hear it, you bob your head, you sing along a bit. It was killed by grunge, thankfully enough, but it had its time and had its run in the 80s, which one thing that I always thought was very interesting is a bunch of dudes with big hair and hairspray makeup looking like chicks, but back in the 80s, no one ever actually thought they were chicks. I mean, for some reason, girls were into it. Whatever, you know, you Gen X ladies will have to explain that to me and and the rest of us guys will have to explain why we thought they were cool. But one of the bands that I remember stuck out to me most was Def Leppard. And if you remember the Hysteria Tour when their drummer was recovering from his accident and they rigged up his drum rig to drum with just the one arm and they came out with their Hysteria, Hysteria album and of course the song that everyone remembers from that is Pour Some Sugar On Me, which in 1987 was great. But I always thought that the song that was just a little bit better was the one right after that on the Hysteria album. And that was Armageddon It. I just, for whatever reason, just like that, just a little bit better. But that song came into mind this past week when, for some reason, nuclear war, nuclear strikes kind of came up again and... Joe Biden gave an interview where he said we are closer to Armageddon than we've ever been in his life. Uh, I mean, I prefer the Def Leppard version, but I mean, is this for real? I mean, are, are we are we at the point where we're really in a a scenario where nuclear weapons could be deployed? And then when you know that the federal government is stocking up on um, on medicines and treatments to treat radiation sickness and and so on um the iodine potassium iodine um really i mean we're there that's where we are now in 2022 it just seems so weird and so bizarre i wonder how in the heck we got here but again we're spending billions and billions for some reason in ukraine but armageddon really nuclear war really i i don't get it and it's not just a, a biden thing you know, it's it's not you know you have the the lindsey grahams of the world who also seem to be weirdly up for an open war with russia and i just my my brain my gen x old man brain cannot work through that although i was a little bit encouraged when i saw the announcement from our girl tulsi gabbard who announced that she was officially leaving the Democrat Party, which I say better late than ever, Tulsi, welcome aboard. Um, but she, in in her her statements, said among other things that she called the Democrats an elitist cabal of warmongers. I mean, that's punching right between the eyes, but it's true. I mean, I especially after this week, nuclear war? Armageddon? <laughs> what? <laughs> And to be fair, it's not just the Democrats. Like I said, it's it's fair amount of Republicans too. And I don't know. I mean, is this the is this great reset stuff? Have they replaced the panic of a pandemic with the panic of a nuclear war? 
I mean, is that how they do it? Is that how they get us to stop eating meat and start eating bugs? Is that how they get us to stop burning fossil fuels? I, I don't know. It's weird. I cannot make heads or tails of it. Uh, but again, like I, I welcome Tulsi to to run away from the Democrat Party. I would not advise you to run straight into the Republican Party, though, um, because you know, they tend to be just as bad many times. Although, uh, to be fair, in, in a month from now, I do hope the, the Republicans clean the floor with the Democrats, if nothing else, to put a tourniquet on the hemorrhaging wound and to try to stop the damage somewhat. But I cannot say that, that the Republicans are, are going to solve everything. There are a few of them that I, that I really like, but most of them, honestly, are just part of the, the machine and the cabal of elitist warmongers, like Tulsi said. Although I did see some people say that Tulsi is in league with the Global Economic Forum, along with Dan Crenshaw and others, which, if that's the case, I'd be really disappointed. It would take whatever admiration I have for her and just completely destroy it. But at least I'll take her on at her word for it now. She did put out a podcast where she's going to go into depth, so I will listen to that and, and report back to you. But it was at least fun to see that uh, but there's just a whole lot of silliness with with these warmongering politicians and again wasn't weren't the republicans and when we were kids the ones who were called the war hawks and the democrats were the ex-hippie peace loving party I, but now it seems to be mostly inverted and i just don't get it but then it starts to make sense a little bit when you see these uh, walking, brain-dead Uncle Festers and Frankenstein's monsters like John Fetterman running for Senate in Pennsylvania. I don't know if, if you've seen this guy. Uh, boy, it's He's hard to watch. Um, and, and not from just a political talking point standpoint, but I mean, he is severely severely impaired apparently he had a a stroke within the past year-ish or so and not to you know make light of that i get it that's not that's a tough thing to deal with but maybe that means that he shouldn't be running for the senate um, i'm gonna play this quick clip uh from um ian chong uh, that he, he posted on twitter with a a slew of of sound bites from John Fedman. Just just take a listen for a second here. The Eagles are so much better than Eagles. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. And make sure you take advantage of this amazing opportunity to. The only thing you have, Stan, to lose is your record. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win? And I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, excuse me, in D.C. If you... Come out and step with us. We will be able to stand with you in D.C. 
boy. Um, <laughs> of course. And of course, a Democrat would be the one like that because they ran Joe Biden. I mean, the guy can't finish a sentence. He's so old. He's not there. And his vice president is a complete moron and just spews word salad. This dude is running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. That's a real thing. And I imagine a healthy amount of the morons who voted for Joe Biden in 2020 are going to vote for this fool. Hopefully, he does not win. But unfortunately, the candidate he's running against is Dr. Oz. I think he was Oprah's doctor, if I remember right, which just, oh my goodness. See, that's what I'm saying. This is the best that the Republicans could come up with? Dr. Oz? I mean, is a dude even from Pennsylvania? But he's certainly better than, than, than this Uncle Fester who can't say anything. I mean, he was on a an interview with NBC News, and he had to have the interviewer's questions typed out for him on a screen because he couldn't respond to her verbally. And even then he struggled. And this is who the Democrats are, have running for a statewide seat in a state like Pennsylvania. And they're hoping he'll win so that they can hopefully keep their majority. Good Lord, help us all. I, I just, I, I, I got nothing for that. Hopefully that, that dude doesn't win because he is just not fit to serve in any capacity. But of course, neither is Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. And look where we are now. But that, that's what you get. That's what you get when you, when you just simply play politics and you don't care who it is that, that you're voting for. You just care for the big capital letter behind their name. As evidenced by a another comment made by Joe Biden as he was given a, a speech this past week, he said two words, made in America. <laughs> Can you imagine if George W. Bush had done that? I remember how much they eviscerated Dan Quayle for his potato thing. Imagine that. Now, Interestingly enough, I, I saw this response by Lauren Boebert on Twitter where she said, two words, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> okay, funny, whatever. You, you know, she, she's taking a shot, playing off of it, whatever. But the funny part was how many blue check marks were not in on the joke. <laughs> she's a moron. She can't count. I mean, we, we're talking um, celebrities and, and people that, that you would know. People in the media, I mean, are they not, do they not listen? Do they not follow the news? Are, are they not hearing these clips by John Fetterman? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, check it out. There, there are blue checkmark names that you will know. And they just, are, the joke was completely lost on him. And they start eviscerating Lauren Boebert like she's the moron. Like she's the one who can't count the number of words that she was saying. They're just completely out of the loop on that joke. Uh, <laughs> that's where we are, guys. That's where we are. Just a bunch of fools and liars, you know, just like Stacey Abrams, like we we played last week, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. It, it doesn't... Uh, doesn't feel good. 
But I it, similarly, I saw this uh, appearance that Kamala Harris made on the Late Show with Seth Meyers. I don't know who watches it. I haven't watched you know, the late night talk shows in a very, very long time. But she was on there, and and she was responding about the illegals that are being shipped to her outside her residence, and and she said, you know, it's just a, it's it's a, a political stunt as a ploy, and she just called on Abbott and DeSantis to do something productive about this, about the problem and not just a, a political ploy. Um, you mean like, like actually trying to do something about illegal immigration? Like maybe, you know, maybe if there was someone say who was appointed by the president of the United States to be the border czar, maybe, maybe that was their, vice president that they appointed if only if only someone would do their job vice president heals up maybe then maybe then would governors abbott and desantis not do these political stunts and dropping illegals on your front door maybe i don't know i don't know but again it's hard to take these people at their word it's hard to believe them because it there was some leaked emails that came out this past week that showed that uh, Mayorkas knew that the, those uh, migrants who were allegedly whipped. You remember that last summer when those Haitian migrants were crossing the Rio Grande and and these Texas Rangers on horseback were were trying to prevent them from entering illegally. And there's this one still that had this. Looked like this guy was rounding on horseback with you know his his whip going, and people were just decrying this guy for whipping these migrants, and he was racist and in everything that you would imagine that that they would spout on Twitter. Well, turns out that that was not the case. No one was whipping anybody. None of these rangers were whipping any migrants, but it was fully investigated, and and the the photographer who took it even vouched for him and released the full footage and you could see they weren't whipping anybody they were just rounding in front of them with on their horseback trying to prevent them from coming in but that didn't stop the biden administration and mayorkas from from calling it disturbing and then they'd be investigating it and so forth well it turns out from these leaked emails that within hours, Mayorkas had the detail of, of the account from the photographer. And after he, he found out that no one was being whipped during that scenario, two and a half hours later, he gave the press conference where he called it disturbing and said that it would be investigated. Just further evidence that you are being lied to. It's not just here in the U.S., it's global. We are being lied to all the time they are counting on everyone being fools they are counting on everybody not thinking critically they are counting on everybody to not actually look into things but to just skim a headline and see a tiktok and not think for themselves because if you don't think for yourself you're going to look at at that picture and think it's horrific if you think for yourself for one second you'll realize that that narrative completely falls apart Another example of that. This past week, there was a stabbing on the Las Vegas Strip. Eight were injured, two were killed. Just a horrific instance. Didn't get too much play, I imagine, because the weapon of choice was not a firearm. 
but there, the stabbings were done by as if you've ever been to Vegas, you know, the showgirls are out there, you know, posing for pictures and people paying for them, whatever, you know, like people in Times Square dress up in costumes and, you know, so people can take pictures of them with someone dressed as Elmo or whatever. Same thing, Vegas with the showgirls, but this guy was trying to get them to you know, take pictures and was being weird and just started stabbing. Killed two. One of them was a, a school teacher, I believe, but killed two and wounded eight. The guy who did this was here legally, surprise, surprise, from Guatemala. ICE had no record of him. Now you think, well, how can that be? He just came in undetected. However, this guy was arrested but not prosecuted in L.A. for domestic battery, for assault with a deadly weapon, was never prosecuted. You know, the, the other day my, my boys were, were talking about the whole cash bail thing because it's a you know, the safety thing here in Illinois. And, you know, they had the, the very um, myopic view and that, oh, is it, this is going to help poor people because they're kept in jail unfairly and so on. And, and I just, there's nothing I could do to convince them that, no, that's not why bail is, exists. It's to keep people who are threats and, or threat to flee from, from leaving and so that they will actually show up and, and face their charges. And this is the case in point of that. He was, for I'm guessing George Soros, woke reasons, was never prosecuted for anything. He was not even known to ICE. And eventually, he kills two people and injures eight on the Las Vegas Strip with a knife. And it wasn't a, a firearm, so apparently nobody cares. But they expect you to be stupid. They expect you not to pay attention. Another example of that, I saw the PayPal sent out emails this past week. If you have an account, you got one too, where it said that they, it was well within their rights to fine their users $2,500 for posting anything which they considered misinformation. A private company telling their customers that they would penalize them financially for saying something they don't like good lord where are we and then of course they backtrack quick trying to say oh that went out in error it was unintentional how was that even put together to begin with if i accept this cock and bull story that it was inadvertent bs is inadvertent you just didn't like the backlash and the five percent drop in your stock price that's what you didn't like but a private company penalizing without trial or anything their customers 2500 bucks because they post something they don't like good lord yeah that's that whole slippery slope thing but again the slip people never like the slippery slope argument doesn't matter what the topic is if you remember way back during the whole gay marriage debate one of the counter arguments was always the slippery slope. You know, well, where does it end? Does, does it end at, you know, polygamy and people wanting to marry, you know, children or animals? Animals, they give all kinds of oddball scenarios. And of course, it'd be pushed back on and the slippery slope thing was, was refuted. You know, it was just paranoia, it was bigotry, blah, 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 whatever. 
Well, this past week, a New York City judge ruled that polyamorous unions are equal to two-person unions. Okay, but I was told... (laughs) I was told that that wouldn't happen. I was told that things like this and polygamy and whatever would not be in the scope of of marriage right i was told they wouldn't they would not i was told it was bigot bigotry to to think something like that um but apparently i don't know apparently not so much i don't know i hey have at it if you want to be in a polyamorous relationship godspeed to you but you can't do that and then argue to me against the whole slippery slope argument Similar arguments are always given with the minors and the grooming arguments and hormone therapy and whatever. You know, it's paranoia, it's bigotry, it's this, this, that, and the other. I mean, you have, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, Vanderbilt Medical Center, um, Stanford Medical Center, University of Wisconsin Medical Center. All these, these places were found to have performed hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery on minors. And in each case, they assert, no, 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 that doesn't happen. That, that's bigotry to say that. Why would you say that? That, that doesn't happen here. It's, this is only for adults. Well, in response to that, Vanderbilt this past week suspended all hormone therapy and trans surgeries for minors. The same surgeries they say don't happen. Now, I was told that that was paranoia. I was told it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, what exactly are you suspending? Doesn't make sense to me. You know, abortion also gets that type of, of argument, you know, of coercion and whatnot. But I saw this heartbreaking interview with Cori Bush, She's a member of the House of Representatives, and she told a story about when she was 19, which by the math, I would have been around 1995, so right in our sweet spot of, of college age, right? And she tells a story about she's 19 years old, and she went to get an abortion. I think she said it was her second one, which is irrelevant to, to this particular story. But, well, I guess maybe not, because she, she, you know, she knew what to expect right? going into it. She kind of knew what it entailed. And she said that in in that uh, in that visit, she sat on the table and and was was waiting to be worked on, and in that moment she decided she didn't want to do it. Now that's not to say that you know she had a change of heart and she was going to keep it or she had a change of heart and she was going to give up for adoption. None of that. No, she just decided in that moment, based on her experience, she wasn't ready. She needed more time. She hadn't told the the father or anything. She just wanted to get up and and sit on it. But she was forced by the nurse and, and those in the room to stay there. And they quickly started the procedure. And if you think about what that entails, that is absolutely horrific. And I feel awful for Cori Bush that she had to experience that. Not the fact that she had an abortion. That's one thing. But the fact that in that moment, she, for whatever reason, did not want to in that moment and that choice was taken away from her in that moment 
It's one of those things that people say doesn't happen. But again, like all these other examples that we just gave, apparently they do. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really sad. Now, one other story I saw that's also sad and horrifying, and I'm, I'm not too sure on a lot of the details, but apparently in Iran, there are a number of brave women and young girls who are taking a stand against their awful and overt mistreatment. And unfortunately, we here in the U.S. have a history of ignoring the Iranian people. If you remember when we were kids and the Iranians uh, took hostages in, in the U.S. Embassy and they kind of made a mockery of, of President Carter at the time and and he sent a you know covert team to rescue him, and they the helicopter was shot down. I believe, if I remember, right, Steve Kerr, who's coach of the Golden State Warriors, I believe his father was a part of that ill-fated attempt to free those hostages, and he died in that in that attempt. But regardless, we in the U.S. back then completely turned our back on the Iranian people. We did not give them the help that they needed to push back the Ayatollahs and the Mullahs and the Shiites who had a grip on that country ever since. And we even propped up Saddam Hussein in Iraq to counterbalance what we let happen in Iran. So our, our history there is not a good one. But you see the these just gut-wrenching examples in these stories of these women being put to death because... A strand of hair slips from their hijab or whatever. And they, if these, I can imagine the bravery that this takes compared to what people here in the US on TikTok and on Twitter like to, to define as bravery. These women are burning their hijabs, they're cutting their hair, they're standing in, in schools and demanding that they be treated humanely to their detriment many of them are being killed as a result it's just awful i don't know where the worldwide community is on this and again i've just i've just seen a few things on it so i don't know a whole lot of the details but what i've seen if it's is what i think it is what it seems to be it's horrific and i don't know why the worldwide community is not just up in arms and wanting to swoop in and help these poor women and girls. But I, I digress. I guess what we're more concerned about here, at least in the U.S., is the new Scooby-Doo that came out. And apparently Velma, you know, the the one with the with the big thick glasses and the, the poofy yellow sweater, apparently now Velma's gay. And when I saw that, yeah, boy, I just, my, my reaction to that, and I just want to make clear, when I saw that, first thing I thought was, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Freaking Velma. Okay. okay I, whatever. I guess maybe they even made Shaggy Black or whatever. Which, uh, fine. Whatever. I'm so past caring. Any of that stuff. Little Mermaid. Whatever. I think I even said this before. You know what I do care about? Come up with something original. Hollywood. Come up with an original idea. An original property. That's interesting. And fun. And it's kind of an escapist experience, something that can entertain. 
I don't want to have any agenda pushed. I don't care about any kind of advocacy. I just want to see something interesting. Stop with the reboots, the prequels, the sequels, the universes, and all that crap. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. No more live action crap that you're making from an animated movie. I don't want an animated movie from a live action movie. I want. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care if the Ghostbusters are girls. I don't care if Thelma is gay. I just don't care. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do that will make me care. I did, It is not important to me. I mean, there's some nostalgia, a little bit from watching Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. I didn't like it nearly as much as many others, but nah, fine, whatever. I don't, you can like it. <sighs> But the fact that it, uh, there was so much dust up from it makes me think that it was done on purpose. And it, whether it was or wasn't, honestly, I still just don't care. I don't care. Hope I made that clear enough. <laughs> anyway, good luck with that, uh, Hollywood. Come up with something original, and maybe maybe one day I will. All right, well, that's all I got for today. I hope you all have a good week. And we will see you next time. Or not. 